in a healthcare setting, communication is everything. Communication between patients and clinicians, absolutely. But also just as importantly is communication internally amongst hospital staff and across clinicians as well, whether it's inside a hospital or a healthcare setting or across different disciplines and settings too. There's absolutely no shortage of tools that anyone can use to communicate with each other in healthcare. But the success of any of these isn't entirely within the features and benefits of the app. And it's not also just how secure or accessible the thing is. That's all important, but the implementation and the execution and the buy-in and the rolling out of communication tools is really where the rubber hits the road. And that goes for any health tech tool really as well. Implementation and execution is where it all counts. So with me today is Dr. Vikram Balakrishnan from MyBeeper. And in this episode, we're going to learn about what they do to improve communication in health settings and also how they think about implementing new technology in healthcare to not just roll out a new bit of tech, but how to win the hearts and minds of those that will use it. Collaboration starts with a conversation team, Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech, a podcast and membership community about technology in healthcare. Here's your host, Peter Birch. With me today is Dr. Vikram Balakrishnan, a colorectal surgeon in Melbourne and co-founder of MyBeeper, an Australian-owned bespoke clinical communication platform for healthcare organizations. Vic has a strong research background with multiple publications across a range of topics in both surgery and clinical communication. And in 2016, he co-founded MyBeeper with two other entrepreneurs. Hey Vic, how are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Pete. Awesome introduction. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks for joining. And being a podcast, people can't see your setting, but extra points for authenticity in the scrubs in a separate room, no doubt in a hospital setting as well. So thank you for making the time in your busy schedule. No, all good. I thought I had to look a bit doctory, so I put this on. I'm actually, you know, just... <laughs> the, the, the virtual background. You're missing the stethoscope around the, the shoulders. Yeah. No, I did get called in this morning for an emergency case. Luckily, uh, the patient's doing okay, so... And I was just, I found a quiet room. I'm in the residence quarters and a consultant not normally would come here, but I needed a quiet room. So I think it's where the residents sleep overnight. That's, that's where I am in the residence quarters. Ah, gotcha. Making the most of it. But look, for those that don't know about you, Vic, tell us a bit more about you and your background, please. Yeah, look, um, I'm a, a colorectal surgeon. So, you know, people ask me, why did you choose that specialty? But essentially I deal with, you know, commonly inflammatory bowel disease and bowel cancer. Um, so, you know, I really enjoy that and I, I practice that. I mean, I work in Melbourne, but as you said, I also founded my beeper with two entrepreneurs, Crudy and Krupa. Now it feels like quite a while ago, several years ago, we, you know, they saw the challenges actually in clinical communication from a patient perspective. So that's how they came from it. They had a family member who was very sick in and out of the hospital setting for a decade. And they saw all the challenges with inefficient communication from the patient side. And I, obviously, I have a strong interest in research and have done a lot of research around clinical communication. And I could see the challenges from a doctor and healthcare worker and hospital perspective. So, you know, we combine powers and we form my beeper. Nice one. And so you're still practicing now, obviously, as well. So it's kind of that balance between sharing the load with the founders and building up the team. That's where you're at at the moment. 
100%. You know, look, I think it's a lot of work. And right now it's a lot better because my role in the company is to really give that clinical input. And we've got a huge team now supporting us. We've grown significantly over the past three years. Um, we have you know, over 25 full-time staff in, with offices in Sydney and Melbourne. So my role has been streamlined to really providing that clinical input, which has been really important and um, important for me to keep practicing as well, to be in touch with what's happening in the hospital, not to mention all the contacts and things that I can bring. It's been really good for me to be able to keep my fingers in, in healthcare, but also be able to contribute to the company in a meaningful way. Such an important point about having a clinical person actively involved in the business, particularly as a co-founder as well, staying across the problems within the space. So that's really important. But tell me a bit more about my beeper then, the usual, what is it, who's it for and what problems it solves? Yeah, look, what is it? I mean, in summary, it's, we're a health tech company based in Sydney and Melbourne. And essentially we're a national clinical communication platform being designed by doctors for Australian healthcare. We're actually backed by Avant Mutual. So they are Australia's largest medical indemnity provider for doctors. So the majority of doctors in Australia indemnified by them. And they looked at it from a point of view of how can we help our members? How can we support them to deliver better patient care? And essentially, my beeper is an enterprise platform solving communication challenges, both within hospitals, but also connecting hospitals with primary care based on you know, our trajectory. Last year was a really big year for us. We were implemented in 16 health services across three states and our user base grew by 50 times. Based on that trajectory, we'll be on track to become Australia's most widely adopted platform for healthcare communication. So that's really exciting. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, this space of healthcare communication, you know, yeah. everyone's got a tool in their pocket to communicate. We're not short of tools. So why did you go down the line of building something bespoke? Yeah, look, when I did, um, basically, as I said, it all started out of research. So I was rotated to New South Wales at St. George Hospital. And at that time, I did research into clinical communication. So I basically interviewed hundreds of doctors across mainly New South Wales and Victoria. And I knew that personally, I had gone from using land paging to using an old Nokia phone with snake on it to using a smartphone with WhatsApp and instant messaging, etc. But um, what I didn't know was what was the percentage use of these platforms? Why were people using them and what could be done to make it better? So it basically started off as a research project, which got published in a journal. And then when I was at the hospital, we said, well, there's clearly a gap here because all the staff are using social media platforms. There are some existing tools, but we tried to use them and no one was taking them up. So there's a gap in the market and essentially saw an opportunity to create something that was really customized and met not just my specific needs, but the needs of healthcare workers. And that's how it was born. Since that time, there have it's a growing space. I think a lot of people are seeing this clinical communication as something that is the way of the future and using smartphone devices to support that. And I think in the end, this type of platform, whoever wins this market is going to dominate the market because what doctors want is they want to move from hospital A in the morning to hospital B to private practice, and they want to keep using the one platform. So whoever kind of dominates the market is going to dominate this space. Um, and so it's a race. Yeah. And so particularly in the hospital space, is that where you're focused at the moment? Yeah, look, actually our vision was to, just like you have WhatsApp in the social space and people will say WhatsApp me and then probably in small business you have things like Slack and Teams and people will say Slack me. When we started this, we said, why doesn't anyone say my beeper me as an example before we founded the company? Why isn't there something just synonymous in healthcare that people just use that no matter what hospital, what setting they work in, that's the vision to make a platform that is used not just in the hospitals, but a specialist will use in these rooms that will use in the clinics that a GP will use, they're all using the one app. Having said that, the strategy had to be 
stepwise. So initial focus is to get into the hospital market, public and private hospitals across Australia, which we have done quite successfully in the past 24 months. And now phase two is to get it in the primary care space, which is clinics and specialists, and then we will connect up the two. And I think we're also in a very unique position have been backed by Avant Mutual, as I said, already has access to the majority of all an entire market. So um, we're in a unique space to be able to do that. Yeah. So that we've learned a bit more about the platform itself. What does it look like going into these hospital groups or health settings? How is it used? Who adopts it? How is it implemented? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, so I mean, my beeper is a mobile communication app. It allows staff, you know, essentially to break it down, to access a roster, a directory, connect with the right person, communicate with them, send messages, create care team chats, send critical photos, all the things that doctors want to be able to do on the go, but we don't just limit it to doctors. We allow all the staff within a hospital to use it. Essentially, they download it on their personal smartphone device, on board and get going. It's pretty simple. How do we implement it? That's a much bigger question. And to be honest, it's probably the secret source to our success thus far. Because um, what we've learned through a lot of trial and error, it's one thing to have, try and get the technology right, but how you implement it and win the hearts and minds of doctors is the biggest challenge. Anyone working within the health tech space will learn at some point that it's not just about the features and benefits of a solution or what theoretically might make sense. It's the execution and implementation side. To talk to me a bit more about this implementation piece, it's a tricky one for anyone. How do you go about ensuring a successful implementation of my beeper? Yeah, look, it's a really good question. We actually recently presented on this. When we started out on my beeper and our first hospital implementation, we actually sat down with the organization. We said, what do we define as success? And we actually defined success as user uptake. And we said, we've got to get above 90% because something like clinical communication only works if everyone is using the one platform. And we saw hospitals be burnt many times before introducing solutions that no one used. And that's even more important with something like this, because unless everyone's using it, you don't see the benefits, you don't realize all of that. And it's so true what you said that when we speak to health services, a lot of the time they look at it from a feature perspective, they say, well, these are the features that doctors want. We've ticked all the features and they throw it over the fence. And then they're surprised when they don't get the uptake. And I think the greatest challenge, which is winning the hearts and minds of the staff, but in particular doctors. And there are three reasons for that. One is I can say these doctors are very stubborn in their behavior. So you can't change their behavior just by telling them to do something. It really has to provide a benefit. The second biggest challenge is that we're actually competing with social media giants in this space. So you're actually competing with not land paging or the fax machine. You're competing with WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger These are social media giants who've already won the hearts and minds of your users. They're very used to these platforms. And I think the third reason is this is not something that you can mandate. So this is an optional app that a doctor or user can download if they want to. So when you combine those three things, no wonder it's a challenge to get that user uptake. Yeah. Absolutely. And and they kind of go into, you know, those two buckets. When I think about dealing with clinicians and in my time creating software solutions for doctors. 
there is a big component, which is about the features and benefits and the technology side, but much more in relation to the cultural and change piece. What are some of the factors or the really important bits that you find, particularly as a clinician, but also as a founder of a health tech company, when it comes to the technology side, you know, what are some of those really important elements that clinicians need? Yeah, look, I definitely don't want to disregard the technology side. That's really important. That's what we spent, to be honest, we spent three years building out my beeper. It took us that long to get it right. And I think the key things are, number one, has to be customised. So it needs to be a bespoke, made-for-healthcare platform. Often we see health services implementing generic business platforms and trying to get doctors to use it for healthcare. It's not going to work. For example, doctors take a ton of photos using our platform, so you need to be able to take a photo and tag it with patient details and document consent and add hashtags about audits, all those little nitty gritty things. And unless it does those things, they won't use it. I think the second point that we learned was the little things make a big difference. Some of the feedback, we constantly try to get feedback from our users. And often the feedback is about font sizes and the color of icons and where icons are located. These are little things that hospitals and health services don't necessarily think about, but are so important to the usability of the platform and what you know the staff want. And then finally, I guess a third thing that we probably underestimated, which we heavily focus on now, is the customer support around it. And whilst it's a very intuitive platform, what we realize is that these staff are on the go and they don't have time to, if they're having an issue with a platform, have time to pick up a phone and wait online and call someone. A doctor's just not going to do that. What a doctor's going to do, he's going to delete the app and go back to WhatsApp. So what we did for that is we actually introduced a feature called Shake the App, where when if a doctor's having an issue, they literally shake the app. It automatically creates a chat box with customer support. They just click send and it logs the ticket for them automatically and someone will be in touch with them straight away. So those types of things from a technology point of view, which are really important. <laughs> Literally, when they get frustrated at it, they shake it angrily and are able to then reach out. I like it. It's good use of the existing tools. And actually funny that you said that about being able to have that focus on some of those really you know, minutiae details, which might seem irrelevant, but are really important. I find depending on where you are in Australia, some hospital groups will want to partner with you know, technology companies to create solutions. Others almost see themselves as their own kind of walled garden that's able to build everything because they know everything that their clinicians need. You've engaged with a lot of these different groups. How do you go about engaging with those and understanding how much they want to do in-house versus what they're willing to partner on? You're absolutely right. I think that health services that try to do it all themselves, or in some cases, try to pick an existing solution and customize it, quickly realize that it's a lot more effort than at first it seemed, not just to get the technology right, but what they underestimate time and time again is the implementation around it. And in the worst case scenarios, we've seen health services just throw something over the fence and say, you were using WhatsApp, Here's an alternative, stop using WhatsApp. An email goes out, they think they've solved the problem. And then you'll do a survey six months later and the uptake will be close to zero, if not zero, of that solution. So I think we do see health services try to do their own things, uh, build things internally, or like I said, customize it. But I think they're realizing that this requires a vendor to come in who's got experience with it, an out-of-the-box solution that already does everything, but with the implementation side, which is really important. I think that whole kind of concept, not stick to your knitting, but also having an extremely hyper-focus in a particular area on something that is so important and used so often within a health setting like communication, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. 
If I wanted to drill back into the change management side a little bit more and, you know, to that example of, say, in a healthcare setting where there might not be that much attention placed towards the how a thing is actually implemented, because I've seen this within not just hospital settings, but even in a family clinic. It might be the owner or the practice manager say, this is what we're using now. And from a vendor's side, it's easy for us to say, let's make sure it's implemented correctly. But, you know, sometimes there's only so much you can do. How do you go about, you know, ensuring that there is success and that change management piece is actually followed through when you have a successful implementation? Yeah, look, the first thing to say is we never allow a health service to just subscribe to my Biba and then run the implementation themselves. So if they're going to choose us as a vendor, they have to choose our implementation and the way we do it and summarizing the key steps of how we get it. What we do at the end of every implementation, we'll do it at the six-week mark and then at the one-year mark, we'll do a review. So a data analytics dashboard review plus surveys. And we've consistently been able to get a 93% uptake across every implementation. And that's the metric that we track and follow most significantly. I think the reason we get that is the first thing we do is we have a dedicated customer success manager and we form a working group with the hospital because each hospital and health service is so different. And so you need to get doctors working in those hospitals. And sometimes you have a district with multiple hospitals under the one umbrella. So we'll get doctors from each hospital, understand how are they going to use my beeper, where does it fit in with existing IT systems, and really plan out how the implementation's going to be done. The other key thing is the whole governance and compliance around it. Once again, a lot of health services introduce clinical communication because they want to improve workflow, but they also want to protect against data and risks that are associated with social media platforms. But what they don't realize, if you don't implement something with appropriate controls around it, you're not going to actually mitigate risk, you're going to introduce risk. So we work with the organization of clinical guidelines on how might be should and shouldn't be used. So a really common one, for example, you know, um, in healthcare, we often send messages, for example, I'll send a message to my fellow saying, can you organize a CAT scan? And so you can do that on my beeper and my beeper, we have a read receipt as do you know, WhatsApp has the two ticks. And so the question will come up if the fellow reads the message, but he doesn't do anything about it, who's now responsible for the adverse outcome? Is it me that sent the message or is it the fellow that read the message? Just like that, you need to have guidelines around every single aspect of the platform so that when the organization introduces, you're protecting yourself. But look, there are all the governance and compliance and the nitty gritty. But what's the really interesting part is how do you actually get doctors now to use the app? So when we first started this, we actually engaged with one of Australia's largest marketing companies that had nothing to do with healthcare, but we gave them a brief and we said, look, we've got an interesting challenge. We're trying to compete with WhatsApp and we're going to introduce an app that they might not want to use initially. They might not realize the benefits of it, but how do we get them to use it? Because we know that once they're using it and it becomes part of the culture, then we're winning. But that initial thing. So they came up with some crazy ideas that initially, and some of them we used, some of them we didn't. For example, one of them was let's have a uh, vending machine in front of each hospital where when a doctor downloads the app, they can scan that they've downloaded and it'll give them like a coffee, it'll make a coffee for them. Doctors like free things. (laughs) Yeah, they like free things, right? (laughs) So there was the whole carrot and stick type strategy and that was fantastic. But we took a lot of ideas from them. So we are hand-holding the hospital with our implementation getting that uptake. But by the time we've finished, we've introduced a culture change. So, you know, I think the most pleasing thing at Western Health, we got feedback. One of the interns, when we were there, we were over the intern saying, my beeper me. So, you know, like you've created a culture change in that hospital when they're saying, my beeper me now. Now you don't have to do too much. It's becoming ingrained. So the next cohort that comes on, 
that's just the way of doing things there. So that was a long, long speed. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, look, and that's a really important point around measuring the uptake of a solution as well, because when it comes up for contracts or whether it's an annual renewal, whatever it is, whoever's making that decision, the obvious question is going to be, well, who's utilizing this thing? And if you've spent so much time in the front end of the marketing, but none on the actual customer success side and understand the implementation, and it's not just about trying to then be ingrained so that then it's a really annoying thing if the decision maker wanted to pull it out. I think it's doing something super beneficial in that health practice to be able to create a culture of sharing of information, doing it in an effective way, and people will only use it if it's more effective. So in the end, everyone wins. So I think that approach is a, a really sensible one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, I've done a lot of research around my beeper and clinical communication and how if you improve it, what benefits you're going to see. So we've actually done prospective randomized trials with my beeper. Uh, at various hospitals looking at time to close a communication loop, patient flow through the hospital, calls to hospital switchboard, all these things. But the reality is you're not going to realise any of those benefits if you don't get the uptake. So when we're presenting back to a health service, we're saying these are all the benefits you've realised. There's no context to that if you've only got a 10% uptake of the platform. So we need to measure the uptake so that the benefits make sense. Makes a lot of sense. Hey, Vic, lastly, then thinking about the future for my beeper, what can we expect to see from the team over the next 6, 12, 24? Yeah, look, 24 months, world domination. I will work backwards from there. <laughs> like I said, our vision has always been for every healthcare worker to have the opportunity to have my beeper and move wherever they are and just use a one unified platform because I know as a doctor, that's what I would want. And that's the vision. I think this year we will continue to penetrate the acute care market. We've been very successful last year. We'll continue that. But we'll also do a big push into primary care. And then at some point we'll be connecting those two up and basically be doing something that I don't think anyone else is really doing, which is through an intuitive kind of chat application, connecting hospitals with the community. Eventually, I know my other two founders are really keen on introducing patients and how can we improve the patient experience and connect them with the clinician, that's probably phase three. So yeah, that's the plan. Exciting times ahead. We'll look, we'll put the details for my beeper in the show notes of this episode for people to check out on the Talking Health Tech website or within their favorite podcast player. Vic, I really appreciate you making the time to come and chat with us and look forward to seeing the progress really soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pete. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast player and for more information, visit talkinghealthtech.com.